0: Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 10 of No One Knows Anything. We're at the double digits. It's a big milestone here for this little podcast. We're also a little behind the scenes, almost at 1,000 total listens, which I know does not seem like a lot, but We're getting there, and I'm hoping that by the end of the year, within our next couple episodes, we'll be able to cross into the 1,000 mark. So thank you for continuing to listen. It really means so much. I hope you liked last week's episode. It was a little bit different, a little quicker episode, but I think it went okay. Um, If anyone really cares about my opinions on these things, I know my guests are a little bit more interesting than I am, but um, I thought it was just something fun and different to do aside from like your typical Q&A kind of thing. Like I said, we have a few more episodes left until the new year, which is crazy. We'll probably be 13 episodes before 2022, 12 or 13 episodes, depending on how I kind of want to time it out. But as always, thanks for coming back for another episode. I have just, I know I say this every week, but just a great guest this week, just a sunshine girl. Like my guest this week is Lindsay, also known as Ling. I have to say, this is the one nickname. It's going to be really uncomfortable for me to call her Lindsay. So if you hear me say Ling or Lingua, it's the same person. It's just she's got a good nickname and it's stuck and we love her for it. So Ling's my guest this week. We met in grad school. But fun fact, Ling also went to Penn State. Another fun fact, we lived in the same building, one floor apart, but we tragically did not know each other and missed out on four years of Friendship, but our paths crossed the universe was on our side. Um, we were meant to be, we met in grad school. so she's also obviously a speech therapist live um, in New York City she lives in Brooklyn, Jersey girl, like I said, sunshine human being and she is also just like loyal as hell and one of the greatest friends you could ask for, which makes her perfect guest for this week's episode about friendships as an adult. and I know it sounds cheesy. And I know it sounds corny, but I think it's a really interesting topic. And Lindsay is the best person that I could think of to talk about this. So Ling, you want to say hi, hi to the people?
1: Hi! What an what an intro! I feel like there's just like one singular tear rolling down my cheek. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely a tragic missed opportunity that we did not know each other in college. Um, shout out Kristen! Like, could have been roommates. Sh- but shout it's out fine. Kristen! Like, just craziness, but. The craziest thing, I think, is that when we when we both found out we were going to Monmouth, and I know some of our other SLP friends who went to Monmouth can speak to this, we, like, all awkwardly joined a Facebook page, and I was pregaming at Penn State with my roommates at the time, and, like, remember just, like, drunkenly writing in this Facebook group, like, you guys like Grey's Anatomy? Like, me too. Like, just really so unfortunate but we've we've come a long way thank god um seriously and i yeah, also played I'm it so here. i
0: don't know if you remember this i played it so uncool like the first day of grad school i fully knew who you were and i like came and sat down next to lindsay in like the the like seminar that they were giving like the intro to the program they're like these next 2 years are going to suck and i'm like okay i'm going to sit next to i knew in my head that you were lindsay and i sat down next to her i was like did you go to penn state like Trying to play it cool when like I fully knew like your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> fully worse you were stalking my Venmo at the time. Yeah. But you know what? It's fine. You love me anyway. So yeah, I do. Here we are. I do. Here we are. Friends yeah, forever. Yeah, happy to
1: Yeah, we're friends forever. <laughs> um, you know, as we will talk about in our episode, there's just a lot of tricky stuff with friendships. And yeah. Especially I think you know, when we were talking about what, you know, to do for the episode, the thing that kept coming to my head was also like tying into being a people pleaser and like this really like deeply innate feeling to want to have everyone like you. And that's just not realistic. Um, So I think that ties into what, you know, what goes on with the friendship stuff as well.
0: Yeah. And we can kind of just like dive right into it. Like I think you and I both are very similar in the fact that we just want everyone to like us. Like, I I know I personally can remember, like, ever since I'm little, I just want everyone to like me. Like, I don't like to cause rifts. I don't like when people are fighting or upset. I always, like, internalize fights and, like, kind of think it's about me when, like, it could really be totally unrelated to me, and I kind of try to, like, play the peacemaker because I just want everyone to like me.
1: Um, I think that's also, like, part that kind of, you know, it reflects in our line of work and like our desire to be like helpers and healers and make everyone feel comfortable even in tough situations. So I I think a lot of people in kind of healthcare or education can, you know, agree that it's just sort of a personality trait, whether you realize it at a young age or not. Um, I think yeah. I always knew that about myself, but but as like you said too, like since you were a little kid, you realized that yeah, that was something I'm about just yourself. Kind of Right. I either was like, I needed to be
0: liked or I needed to fly under the radar. Like there could right. not be any in between. Like I hated even the thought of maybe someone not liking me. Now, like as an adult, I honestly don't care. I mean, I think just as humans, everyone wants to be liked. It's just like human nature. But I, I've seen some things more recently and it's like, you're not everyone's cup of tea. Or mm-hmm. not everyone is your cup of tea, so you can't expect to be everyone's cup of tea. Like, you don't totally. like everyone, so you can't expect everyone to like you. And I, it's, like, so simple, but I don't know. what. It's just the past couple years, it's really clicked. Like, it's also just exhausting.
1: It's, it is exhausting, and it's just different than when you grow up and you're surrounded by a group of people that you don't really have a say in like you kind of become friends with the people in your one school or in your one extracurricular activity and they might really have nothing else in common with you except for where you're from and that your parents called each other one day and said hey let's set the girls up for a play date and then the rest is kind of history And it's not until, you know, it's not until you're older where you realize, you know, you have a choice in who you surround yourself with and who kind of lifts you up. Um, And when you're young, it's kind of just like, oh, who's around? Like, who can I call? Who is like somewhat like me
0: that I can
1: connect with? Right. And I
0: think it's so interesting, like you said, like, it really was like in your extracurriculars or in your school. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like growing up, I definitely had so many separate groups of friends like i had soccer friends i had lacrosse friends i had school friends whereas like literally those were just friends that i saw in school like right. and they were some of the people closest to me but you totally. literally only saw them monday through friday from 8 to 3 like right. you didn't see them outside of school hours like they just happened to be like you, there's always that those three or four people who like you have every single class with so that's what you have in common and they consume so much of your life and you're spending so much time with them so like It's just, you have such commonality with these people, whether it's a sport or an extracurricular or, you know, history class that Mm -hmm. it's just being liked. It's just, you're in that, you're in that environment. So like you do have a sense, like people just like you because they have something in common with you. Right. And then as you get older, you're experiencing more and, you know, through work and you're doing different things, whether, you know, maybe you have a significant other and you become friends with their friends and like you branch Mm -hmm. out. And you have less and less in common. And that's Mm -hmm. when I think it's hard, like, not being able to find common ground with people where is where it's kind of like, oh, maybe they don't like me because we don't have the same interests or something like that.
1: Yeah. And I think also besides maybe like we you don't have the same interests. It's just you find yourself kind of doing different things. And like, that's okay. Like that doesn't mean they're a bad person or you're a bad person. It just means that you have different things going on and you don't really relate to the same things anymore. Exactly. Cause you just like, you're not the same person that you were at seven
0: at 17 at 27. Like you're, you're different people. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I think, I mean, I had kind of a crazy like transition from like, you know, us being in grad school and living in New Jersey to moving to New York. And I was like really desperate. I felt like to kind of like make up for the time that I was home. I mean, we had a very good crew in grad school. Shout out. You know, I just was the social chair. I just made <laughs> made things happen, force everyone to go out and do things with me. But I really had like a very strong urge to be in New York and kind of find my own way. And I really reach out to a lot of different people that I wouldn't, you know, typically hang out with. And it ended up being really, like, formative and important for me. And, like, some of those people that when I first lived in New York, I don't really see as much anymore. And it's not because anything bad happened. It's just because, like, now I kind of have a different lifestyle. Like, I live with my boyfriend. We hang out with his friends a lot. We hang out with with my friends a lot. So it's just kind of a different dynamic than when I was 24, and that makes sense because I'm not 24 anymore, so. Exactly. You're, like, a different person. Like you said, your just experiences change. Right. And
0: I think, similarly, like, friendship dynamics are so complicated, like, especially in college. Like, I Mm -hmm. am very thankful for, like, my guy friends from college, my girlfriend's from college. Like, I have a very, very close-knit, like, still to this day, group of friends, and i'm very thankful for them but like in college that's they're all you have and like they're your life and then we kind of graduated college and we always joke we kind of just like threw up and everyone landed somewhere else like we were like shot out of a cannon and everyone landed right. in different places like they're they're in california or in pittsburgh where you know it, we were in florida for a little like we just have spots all over the place and it's a really hard transition sometimes when you have relationships like that that you want to maintain But even things just like geographics get in the way. And I think it's hard. Like, I know personally, I had a really hard time. Like, granted, two of my very close friends, Jesse and Kristen, shout out. um, I grew up with them, went to college with them. Like, Mm -hmm. we've experienced a lot of the same things. But like, So I had them post-grad. But, like, my guy friends, like, no one lived close. And it's just – it's hard when you want to maintain those relationships. But, like, just – geography gets in the way. Like you can't be getting on flights or driving six hours or it's just, it's not feasible anymore. So it's finding the, and it's, it's not slighting anybody. It's just the dynamics change. And it's sometimes I think really difficult. I know I had a difficult time with it. Yeah. I, I
1: think everyone has at least some experience with that. And I also think that Um, There are people that you can kind of go a long time without talking to or seeing and then you can pick up with them and it's not a problem. It's not weird. And then there are other people where, you know, you might run into, you know, if you live in a big city, like you could run into them at a bar and be like, ooh, cringing. Like, I don't, I don't know anymore. It's forced. Yeah, it's forced. So I think it can kind of go in a variety of ways depending on like that person's personality and... Just like the vibe in the moment, you can kind of be like, like, I remember having that happen to me um, also maybe my first year or two in New York and seeing some people from college and just being like, eh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's just your life changes and either that person fits into this life or they don't. And I think it's a really hard pill to swallow when you to realize that some people in your life have an expiration date. I know it probably sounds dramatic, but like that's really what it is and it's not a slight on you or that person i think it's mm-hmm. just you're no longer serving each other the way that you once did you don't need each other in the emotional capacity like friendships are emotional relationships they you know what i mean and you just they're you're not serving them or they're not serving you or you just grow apart and it's not bad on either end and that's i know i've had experience with that, I mean, during high school, post high school, like as we transition to college and then out of college, I think any big like life event, you're right. You're going to experience that.
1: And also, this also made me think about, you know, when you're kids, you don't really have the same emotional res- responsibility or like kind of like contract, quote unquote, that you do as an adult. Like when you're an adult... Um, you know, you you're, you expect for your close friends to check in on you or kind of just ask how your week was or how was the trip you went on, like what's going on with work, just like all these basic questions. And when you're a kid, you don't really have those kind of conversations. It's more like, what should we do this weekend? Should we go to the mall or should we go to the movies?
0: I mean, right. maybe I'm or- just saying that because we're
1: from New Jersey and that's what people from New Jersey do. Exactly. Um, or is it like, is As my like a mom- young kid. But <laughs> like, I've, I feel like I remember saying to my mom, like, I need to go to Monmouth mall or I need to go to AMC movie theater with
0: blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like <laughs> your friendships when you're like really little, like elementary school are just like about having fun. Like, right. and you say things and you make mistakes and you that's where you really learn like right from wrong in terms of friendships like what you can and can't say how you should treat friends sharing like sharing is caring like all that stuff and then I feel like especially like okay okay, Denise okay (laughs) but it's so true like and then middle school you're like oh like like, you said you're making plans and, like, is my mom driving us to the bar mitzvah after soccer or is your mom, like, wow, those are the different cut. kinds of things. That's that is a is deep, a deep cut. cut.
1: Shout out, Monmouth County. <laughs> oh, my God. That is such a deep cut. I'm cracking up. Shout but, out to everyone like, who will understand these references.
0: Exactly. But like, that was my life and, like, that's right. what my friendships were. And, like, it's just, I think it's funny, like, as you just mature as a, per- as a person, you ex- you're hoping that your friends are maturing at the same rate as you are. And sometimes right. they do and that's great and you can grow together and those are your forever friends that like the people that just get it. But then there's some people who like maybe are not maturing as quickly as you are or are not coming to these realizations as quickly as you are. And that's when you have to make the decision like, are you going to wait around for this person until they do get there? Mm-hmm. Or is this the time stamp on the relationship kind of thing?
1: Yeah, Definitely. And also I think that something that took me a kind of a long time to, to realize is that it's okay if you don't have this like huge group of friends. Like it's really more quality over quantity. And I definitely think I'm someone that has a lot of friends, but they definitely all come from very different parts of my life. But I think as an adult, something that I realized that I really enjoyed doing and even just from moving back to New York a few months ago I feel like I've been doing quite often is bringing these people together and I think it's really fun and I think it's a great way for people to you know network or like people trying to date like friends of friends like that isn't that the best thing ever so like if I I could be a little yeah (laughs) yeah like if I could be a little just a little part of that like that's so fulfilling to me like that just like feels amazing and I feel like that even with my boyfriend's friends too, like we'll have our friends over at the same time to do stuff. And it just like makes me feel great that I can bring these people together. And even if like they don't hang out outside of when we're together, like to know that they're having fun and enjoy each other's company in that moment is just like a really nice feeling.
0: Right. It's almost like you can network for jobs and it's like almost like friend networking. It's like, yeah. who do you know, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And it's, yeah, that's such a good point. Like, I think for so long, you want to be like, quote unquote, the popular kid, or you want to have the most friends. You want to be everyone's friend, a people pleaser. Like, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. think, oh, the more people I'm friends with, then I can, con- not control, that's the wrong word, but like, then I know <laughs> that they like you're me. You're going you're going Virginia friends George, with them. George on everyone. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the more people you know, and the more people you're friends with, then you kind of like, internally have that control and you can say, okay, you know what? Like I talked to all these people. I've made my mark on all of them. Like there's no reason why they shouldn't like me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've definitely realized that like you don't have to have a huge group of friends and like, it's okay. If you talk to the same five people over and over again, like, yeah, it's definitely okay. Especially because I, I think, and I feel like you, are similar in the sense that like I am like really invested in friendships and like I will reach out and things like that. And I do sometimes get upset or whatever if like I remember something that was going on in my friend's life and like it's not reciprocated. Yes. And it's just you just have to kind of accept people for who they are. Yeah. And it's
1: not or That's like the, your friends that like too. always flake or something on plans and you're not someone who flakes on plans. Like it definitely gets frustrating and disappointing. And then you just have to sort of let it go and be like, you know what? This is my personality to make it work, to try to make it work. And right. there's just only so many times that I'm going to reach out before I kind of give up. And then right. it's it's on them. And then if they want to make the effort and you, you still feel like you have it in you to continue the friendship then that's fine but also if if not then that's that's okay too then like that's kind of a telltale sign that like you're you're better off just kind of moving on and hope for the best for them but it doesn't have to
0: involve you agreed I think the disappointment that's a good word like it just it is disappointment when like Mm -hmm. you are willing to give whatever it is to the friendship and it's not always reciprocated and it's just it's a lesson that you learn I think especially now like Ugh, late 20s which it sucks to say but like we are late 20s Ew, and it's
1: disgusting i don't i'm 23 so yeah okay <laughs> it's everything's fine i think yeah i think it's just fine.
0: it is disappointment and you just have to kind of sort of accept people for who they are and invest in people who invest in you
1: yeah that's a good that's, that's a good way of thinking about it
0: yeah and you have to realize like just like your responsibilities and priorities are shifting everyone's are right like significant others jobs families like unfortunately at the end of the day like a friend's gonna pick their significant others like family birthday party or you know when we have kids and stuff like their kids baseball game over like a sunday fun day or like a happy <laughs> hour that's just it, it is what it is yeah. and like or, if you're or not... just
1: like it's also like the timing of those things right like i know For me, I used to be just so much more spontaneous in general. Like, if you call me to be somewhere in an hour, like, I will be there. I still think I'm pretty spontaneous like that. But I do feel like, you know, as you're in your late 20s, like, I'll just say it quietly (laughs) so no one hears. um, You do have a lot more things kind of come up and, like, that quote-unquote go on your calendar. And then you're like, well, shit. Like, what if I wanted to have Sunday fun day? Exactly.
0: But it's it's just –
1: that flexibility kind of changes as you grow up, so. Right. And I think
0: it's interesting, too, like, I talk about – the whole premise of the whole podcast is, like, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare your, quote-unquote, timelines to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting, like, I feel like recently I've been, like, a little bit more spontaneous. And it's funny, like, to hear you say, like – I'm right. like, there's more on my calendar. It's just like, that's why you really, you can't compare yourself to other people because like at the drop of a hat, like things can change. Things can
1: change. Yeah. And, and I think, and just... I, I hate to even bring up like COVID. This will be like a 10 second rant, but <laughs> I think Go for that it. as cheesy as it sounds, that it really put things in perspective and it put priorities in perspective for people And, you know, I know, like, with, like, you and, like, our grad school friends, like, I felt, like, so much more compelled to try to reach out and try to see what was going on with everyone because I'm, like, these are people that, like, in some way or another I want in my life forever. And I know that this time, like, you know, obviously everything's relative. Things are easier for some people and harder for others in different ways during this time. But I just was, like, at the end of the day, this is no one's, like best hour this is like you know there's right. there's drama in some sense for everyone right now so I was just felt like I really tried to check in on my people and the people that cared about me like really checked in on me so I think it was like a very telling sign for just priorities or telling time not sign a telling <laughs> time for priorities just in general and and friendships I think is you know has been a big part of that for me.
0: Agreed. Right. Because like you can't physically be with people. Like I said, like my friends from college, like we physically can't be together a lot of the time, but Mm -hmm. they are some of the closest relationships that I have in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it doesn't matter whether you see someone every day or every once a year, like it's the effort that you put into it. The more effort you put in, I've noticed at least like, and the people that you are compelled to put the effort in into it's usually reciprocated at least that's how I kind of feel and like I think especially mm-hmm. during COVID the past two years like the people who I felt compelled to like reach out to it's been reciprocated and it just like like you said those are the relationships and those are the friendships that last when all this is said and done and we go back to quote-unquote normal
1: yeah and like it's just like you said like you know geography and and COVID aside it's it's a lot easier to meet up with friends to you know get drinks or go to a concert than it is to give them a call like it that's it's a lot less exciting to give just give someone a call but if you care about that person then you make time for that in some way shape or form exactly
0: and like you said like there's the people that you can go like days weeks months years like even not talking to like I feel like you and I have a relationship like that like not that I never talk to you, but like we don't talk mm-hmm. every day, but when we do, like we pick up right where we left off, and it's like there's no hard feelings on either end. Like it's just, it, it is what it is. And like that's, it's a relationship that I really value because we can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's that on that. That's that, my girl. On that. Lingua. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think, my girl. I think it's something that. I know a lot of my friends have experienced and, you know, that I've experienced, not like drastically, but it definitely has been on my mind. Like, you know, I had some experiences in high school and, you know, things like that of people just not realizing that not every friendship lasts forever. And it's hard. It can be a really hard pill to swallow because I think especially friendships that you have when you're younger, you go, like you mature so much with them and you experience such like, monumental milestones with mm-hmm. them
1: that and you, you can't imagine moving forward but
0: like without you them can. yeah exactly you absolutely and I think that's can. right you can't tie like the happiness of that moment or the achievement of that moment or whatever it is to a person were they a great addition to it sure mm-hmm. but losing that person quote-unquote losing it so it sounds so dramatic losing that right. person no it's just like not having that person in your life anymore doesn't take away the fact that like those experiences happened to you that was that's still your experiences yeah. and I think that's important to think about and that's that's a realization that I didn't come to like honestly until the past couple of years
1: it's yeah, like yeah and I, I don't think it's no something sense. that's super widely talked about like I feel like we just in general were like you know more woke and like thinking about <laughs> mental health you know more than we ever have in the past few years but I feel like it's been around different topics, not so much friendships, but I think that it's a very real thing that impacts how a lot of people just, like, feel about themselves, like, their self-confidence, just, like, the way they carry themselves and, you know. Yeah, the way they carry themselves even, like, through jobs and through – all sorts of different yeah. settings.
0: I think it's so true that you really are a reflection of the people that you have around you. It's mm-hmm. cheesy. It's corny. I know it's like kind of thrown down people's throats, but it's so true. And I've realized that, again, the past couple of years, I think just as we get older, like you realize the way you feel about yourself and the way you act is a reflection of the people that you have around you. If you have toxic people around you or if you have people that like are not giving you necessarily what you quote unquote need. Then you're not going to be, like, the best version of you.
1: You're not going to grow. You're not going to grow if the people around you aren't nurturing you in some way. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's why she's the professional, people. You <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> um, so, Ling, I've been doing with all of my guests a little thing I like to call Tell Me Your Tops because okay. I love when people list things and I love hearing, like, People's arbitrary rankings of things. I just, I don't know why. It's just a thing that I do. Um, so the first one's always related to the topic that we've been talking about. So like friendship slash people pleasing. And okay. then the second one is kind of like a funny one just for ha-has. So if you could give us your top three ways to maintain a friendship or like be a good friend. It sounds so cheesy, but I don't really know how else to phrase it. Be a good friend, but I sound like a Care Bear out here. Um, <laughs> like if you care. if you could give us your top three ways to just maintain friendships, what would they be?
1: Okay, so I feel like at this point in my life, like I think trying to get things on the calendar with people that you care about, even if it's far off, like just booking Agreed. something to know that it's coming up and that like you are thinking of them in some way and then I think a really stupid way but a way that I find is helpful for me as dumb as it sounds like sliding into the dms like when they post things that you know you're like happy to see them doing like honestly it's like if I see like you out you know this summer freaking thriving in California I was going absolutely bananas hype girl Hy- being a hype girl but like it was genuine and yeah
0: it and was it's just, just like, like
1: a, a good quick way to like check in on that person and be like I'm rooting for you I love you exactly like as, just as because you don't sounds. talk
0: right just because you don't talk 24 7 like right you are still the shit
1: <laughs> exactly exactly so that's number two and then number three I think anyone who is friends with me knows how much I value a phone call versus a text message like maybe I'm just secretly 75 years old but I've been this way my entire life like so I try to do do the same for other people I love a phone call um and I know that's that's a lot harder for people than I expect because for me it's so normal it comes so naturally to me I mean I guess this is one of the reasons I'm a speech therapist I do (laughs) like to talk and bullshit forever but um I don't know I just I think it feels more personal and like you know I sound like my mom but you can't really understand someone's emotions through a text like you can through a phone call and like I know for me like you know a few years ago I was going through a really hard time and like I think people I would like talk to on the phone like I would probably just like break down a lot and stuff but to me it felt better and so like I like cathartic yeah it's cathartic so like I like to do that for my friends too so I like try to you know check in with a phone call so
0: and I think those are everyone's right and I think so those are good ones I think everyone's so obsessed with like texting getting messages quick things like that like it just shows like if you make a phone call it's a little extra effort like yeah it does as much as people are like oh we need to plan a phone call like it does make you feel good when someone calls you instead of text you for sure yeah Good ways. I like those. Those are three really you, good ones. Thank you. So now if each of your we're gonna do a whole three 180 on this. Like we're going from these nice okay. this nice meaningful uh conversation to this. If each of your fingers was like a tap from a soda fountain and you could have five drinks for the rest of your life that like shot out of your fingers, what wow. five drinks would you pick?
1: Oh, my God.
0: I'm I know. They can like, be you, anything. You know, like,
1: you know the soda machines, are, I'm trying to think where has these specific soda machines, where it's like the touchscreen bubble. Oh, and yeah. It's like, I love those. You, you click like Diet Coke, and then there's like yeah. every fruit flavor Diet yeah. Coke, and you're like, There's is like a mandarin orange. <laughs> yeah. You're like, is this even a thing? Okay. Um, okay. My top five. So, At like the movie yeah. theater. Yes. Maybe the movie theater, I guess, is probably. Yes. Um, okay. Top five drinks okay definitely water okay hydrated girl we love to see it hydrated girly water is just key to success um then we let's see i have definitely iced coffee for sure yep same okay we're
0: our first two are the same definitely iced coffee
1: third i'm gonna go tequila okay just because three are the same That's my spirit of choice. Um, Four, I'm going to go Diet Coke. Original. I know I mentioned all the other Mm -hmm. flavors. I'm going straight Diet Coke. And then five, I feel like every once in a while, I really crave a Diet Peach Snapple. Oh,
0: Ling. (gasps) Oh. incredible and the thing is, I don't
1: drink it often but like when I want one which is maybe like once every three months I must get it and yep, I just it like hits. can't rest until I get it yeah it's so, always like water iced coffee diet coke tequila diet peach snapper okay
0: that's an incredible lineup thank you I agree on all fronts. Perfect. I feel like Diet Peach Snapple hits differently from like a bagel store. Like you're yes. you're home for the weekend. Oh my you god. You walk into the bagel store, you're like waiting on your bacon, egg, and cheese, and you're like, I'm getting this Diet Peach Snapple. I'm gonna hit you with something right now. Door.
1: Brennan's shout out. Shout out. I had it over Thanksgiving break, but here's the problem with Diet Peach Snapple now. You know, they're trying to be environmentally friendly. It's in a classic bottle. Plastic bottle, and you know what? At Snapple, it's not the same.
0: No. It's absolutely not at the same. Sign the Snapple. Snapple. Cap fact,
1: yeah. yeah, it's just not—it's not the same. You don't get the same pop when you hit it from
0: the bottom, like the glass bottle. Yeah, Oh, R.I.P. God's gift, God's gift. I mean, I'm all for saving the environment, but isn't there other ways? Yeah,
1: like ugh, it's so stressful.
0: You can't. We're take already
1: that. busy. Like, I'm sorry. It's just a Seriously, lot.
0: Now you got to take our glass bottles. Ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: But Ling, this was awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. What a good conversation. I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate. I'm really excited to share you with the people.
1: Well, Um, thanks for having me. You're a true podcasting queen. And I know that, you know, recently I've shared with you some of my favorite podcasts and I feel like this is just fitting the, the whole vibe and I'm just really here for it. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Honestly, in an ideal world, this thing takes
0: off. We quit, we quit the day job. We travel the world. We take this thing on the road. We love the kids. We care about the kids, but like... But fuck the kids. But also, yeah, this could this could be cool. <laughs> this could be cool. So, um, if you also think this is cool, you can follow along on Instagram at no one knows underscore pod. I've been r- trying really, really hard um, to make it look nice over there i think i'm doing i sound like dorinda from real house i made it nice um but i've been posting some things keeping people updated on upcoming episodes giving some teasers for episodes that week i've been posting some you know polls and question boxes trying to just get a feel of what you guys want to listen to so again that's at no one knows underscore pod on instagram new episodes every thursday um for your morning commute to work and you can listen on apple or spotify podcasts um on apple you can if you're feeling like it leave me a review rate me five stars i'd really appreciate it um and with that ling thank you again and to you listening i will talk to you again next week